Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Traveling to Bicycle Show. I'm Friedel. And I'm Andrew. We're sitting here on a very rainy day in a cemetery underneath an archway, hoping that the rain will stop sometime soon so we can keep on making our way down uh, the coast of Spain and towards Valencia. Well, it's still raining. We thought we'd uh, bring you up to date on what we've been doing. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been making our way steadily southwards, trying to keep ahead of winter. We left a farm stay where we were working in exchange for room and board in the Ardèche. A little bit more about that later. And we made our way south through the Tarn Gorges, which is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful bicycle route. You go through some amazing canyons and you've got the river below you and apparently one of the most beautiful villages in France, if these signs are to be believed. Looks like an absolute tourist trap in the summer. but Must be, yeah. The roads are just packed with uh, parking lot, parking uh, spaces on either side, and um, I can just imagine it just be chock a block. But we were fortunate enough to have absolutely empty roads when we were there because it was winter time. In fact, I think we saw maybe one or two cars an hour past us on the road, so we, it was almost as good as a dedicated bicycle path, except it was the main road through the Tarn Gorges. And then from there, we made our way to Narbonne. And now we're on the Costa Brava in Spain, heading for Valencia by Christmas, hopefully, but uh, not if this rain keeps up. So fingers crossed that we get our sunshine back soon. One of the things we thought we'd tell you about in this show is WOOFing, which is an acronym that stands for Willing Workers on Organic Farms. And that's what we were doing in the Ardèche. We spent two weeks on a farm where we basically worked in exchange for room and board. And maybe Andrew could tell you a bit about some of the things we did while we were there. Well, while we were there, we basically uh, we worked about 20, 25 hours a week, and uh, five days at five hours, basically. And we dug a few trenches, and we put in a, a in this case, they wanted a, a check on the septic system, the, the drainage system in the septic tank, and ended up putting in a whole new one. And uh, so over a couple of weeks, we ended up doing that, and just general puttering about the, the house, uh, raking leaves, uh, you know, moving stuff about. Yeah, pruning trees as well, a bit of that, general household tasks. And in exchange, we got all our room and board, some fabulous food, because the people we stayed with were really good cooks. Patricia, in yeah. particular, served us up some fantastic meals and really got to be part of a family, get out of the saddle for it a little while, and experience life in a region of France. Yeah, a little bit more rural setting and a little different pace of life. We only left the farm once or twice um, to go back into the, down into the village. We did a little interview while we were there with Patricia, who was our wolf host, and also with Kaylee, who was another fellow woofer working alongside us. And we thought we'd share that with you now, so you can get a little taste of what it was like. We live in uh, the south of France, in the département of Ardèche, on a volcanic plateau which is about 800 metres above sea level. We have our vegetable garden, which is organic, and we try to more or less live with the environment instead of trying to abuse it. And you have a holiday sheet? We have well. a holiday sheet, uh, which we rent out in the summer mostly. You know, It's uh, about... Four months in a year, it's completely rented out to Belgian holidaymakers. How come you came here in France as opposed to anywhere else in the country? <clears throat> I was here when I was 18, and I kind of fell in love with it then. And uh, after all these years, 
and we were talking about moving to France. That is when we kind of decided to move to the Ardèche. The property prices are also much better here in comparison to more further further down south. Yeah. And how come you bring woofers here? We started with that project in Ireland. And that's where you had a, a bed and breakfast that's, in Ireland? Yes, we had a bed and breakfast there and um, we had this whole garden that I couldn't maintain myself and friends introduced us to the woof organization and that is how we started and I never regretted it. (laughs) And one of the woofers that's been here with Andrew and I over the last couple weeks is Kaylee who's (laughs) from Idaho in the state so can you maybe tell people how you ended up at this farm? Um, Let's see I heard about the program from one of my friends before I came here and I knew I wanted to do the program in France. There were so many opportunities. Yeah, and I was just looking on the website, the list of hosts, and I really liked the sound of this one, and it's the first one I contacted, and it worked out. Did it scare you at all before you came here? Because I think it's quite a daunting thing to go into a family or into a program where you're going to have to live with people who you don't know at all, and you're kind of isolated, so it's not maybe easy to get away if it all goes wrong, that kind of thing. So was that scary at all for you? Yeah, a little bit, and also not being from Europe at all. There's really no, I mean, if it doesn't work out, you just have to find somewhere else to go. Whereas if it's in the, like, the country you live in, you can just go home. So that was a little different, but after f- just a day here or something, it was <laughs> wiped away. And um, what have you been doing while you're here? Mainly getting things ready for winter, like pruning and turning over beds, things like that, some cleaning, just helping out around the house and stuff. It hasn't. It sounds like kind of hard work. I think most people would sort of prefer to be on a beach. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's partially. I didn't want to just come to Europe and do whatever. Like I really, I'm taking a year off of school from university this year, and I really wanted to learn something, and not just kind of waste my time. <laughs> and is that pretty typical of of what people would do when they come here? Prune trees and help with the garden, or yeah, the garden is uh, the main focus normally, um, but also uh, help with the household, uh, normal everyday chores, and also in the summer help with the jeet, the holiday cottage, cleaning it when it's a changeover day. Um, in the autumn, we make lots and lots of preserves, as you might have seen in the pantry. What do you think people need to be like to be good Woofers, what do you look for when someone comes here to help? Self-motivation and, and seeing work. Um, and also love nature. When they come here, they shouldn't expect to be in a hub of uh, a, a lively town or village. It's quite rural, so yeah. And does it usually work out? I mean, you must have made some good friends over the yes, years. Yes, we have. I think we've had about 60 woofers up to now in total. Only three or four that it really didn't work out. I think it's also necessary for us to create a home environment for them. And how do you do that? Cooking for them. <laughs> we <laughs> like to cook. Feed, feed them properly. Um, and just get to know each other and and, and, and include them in uh, going shopping and and doing this and that and the other, watching television together, you know, all that thing, all those Mm -hmm. things. 
Have you felt like part of the family since you've been here? Oh, definitely. From the first day I was here. And how long do you plan to stay here? Um, not quite sure yet, but I'm looking at maybe mid-January or so. That's quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I kind of like the idea of staying at one place longer than just a few weeks so I can really help feel like I'm helping out and learn something and get into the routine instead of just move from one place to the other. How long do people normally stay with you? We ask a minimum of two weeks, um, preferably longer. There is uh, no maximum, really. If everything works out, that is fine. The longer, the, be- the better. Because every time someone new arrives, you have to... It takes a while before you get used to the new woofer and the new woofer gets into a routine with you. So, yeah, and it's nice to have someone around for a longer time because everything falls into place and it's an, it's nice. It's it's a great feeling for both, both ways, yeah. Would you do it again, Kelly? Yeah, <coughs> definitely, I would. In fact, I think this is something... If I end up living in a country where this they have this program, I'd love to do something like that and have woofers come and stay with me. And Yeah, it's a really great program. Is there anything that you would say to people who might be listening to this and thinking about coming to do it? Any pieces of advice? or? Oh, just be really open to, new, I mean, to meeting people and just be friendly and that sort of thing, definitely. <laughs> and do you have any advice for people who are thinking of woofing? Or? Just to have an open mind and be willing to get involved in the experience as well um don't have too high expectations don't expect um huge comforts because i have to say not every place is like this place where you have a comfortable (laughs) room and and with a bit of uh, personality put into it but a lot of uh, hosts have to live from their land so Comforts might not be uh, as big. And it can be quite hard work. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. As we found out digging. Septic tank (laughs) trenches. (laughs) (laughs) Not always glamorous. No, no, no. And there are days that, you know, that you are expected to work a bit harder and a few more hours, but then there are days that it's more relaxing. One of the other things we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is making use of the various lists on the internet where you can get in touch with people in different areas and go and stay with them for anything from a couple of days to a few weeks, just depending on how much time they have and are willing to host you for. They go by various names. There's warm showers for cyclists. There's a um, hospitality club and also another one called uh, couch surfers. Yeah, and the... We should say up front, maybe the downside to this is it does take quite a bit of time to organize. And also on a bicycle, it's hard to say that you'll definitely be in a town on a certain day. Um, So we have found that a little bit difficult. We don't always have the access to email that we need to get in touch with people and say, can we come and stay with you? But we have managed to do it on a couple of occasions. Once just south of Malau, that was through warm showers with a lovely couple, Eve and Ingrid. Ingrid, yeah. And also once in Narbonne with someone called Stefan. Stefan, yeah. And both times it's been a fantastic experience. Yeah, the um, when we were just south of Malau, it's we basically arrived in a very small little community, rode up, and they were there to greet us, uh, expecting us to show up. And uh, wonderful hosts, um, and had a beautiful house done up, uh, just waiting for us. 
Yeah, they're both cyclists, even Ingrid. So they knew exactly what we needed. They fed us lots of good food, and we had a nice warm shower, as, as the name of the list suggests. And they took us to the local caves of Rock 4, where they aged cheese, blue cheese. And so that was just a great experience, wonderful. And when you leave after spending a couple of days with people, you really feel like you've made some new friends, so that's quite nice. That's right. So anyway, we did, of course, while we were there, we also did a little interview with Eve because both Eve and Ingrid are big cycle tours, and the interview starts with Eve telling us all about their first tour. Yeah, around France. Oh, the first tour was in France. We started uh, somewhere in the south of France, and then we headed up to the Atlantic Ocean, and we followed all the coast uh, up to uh, Roscoff. Roscoff is one of the uh, of these harbors. You can take a ferry to go to Ireland. And our plans was ac- were actually to to go to Ireland and uh, to buy a ferry ticket and to to spend a month or two uh, on on the Green Island. But the problem was that. Um, we didn't reserve any ticket because we didn't know exactly the time we will take to to go to the, to, to the harbor. So um, we, we just went there and, okay, tried to uh, buy a ticket, but there were no more tickets available. So we decided uh, to turn um, on the right hand to go to Paris. And that's what we did finally. And it was a, a great experience, I mean, to... The first time to go by bicycle, you, you arrive in Paris. And uh, the funny thing that just the day before, the Tour de France ended in Paris. The, the people didn't stay uh, again uh, to, to, uh, to, to clap their hands, but the, all, all these uh, um, all this information uh, points uh, were still there and, and uh, you, you had still in the air was a kind of... Uh, festivity uh, you know for this great event and we we just took the same way uh downtown paris as all these guys uh these uh, famous uh, cyclists took the day before so it was a a nice experience to to do so well and after paris uh, we headed uh, south again to turn back to to our home uh, finally which uh, were um, another thousand two hundred 1,200 kilometers, I think, more or less, yeah. So all in all, uh, this uh, this trip, uh, well, let's say it was uh, 3,600 kilometers or something like that. Yeah. That's not bad for a first tour. It's quite an adventurous first trip out for, for bicycle touring. Yeah, we decided to... Uh, uh, to start slowly, you know, so uh, <laughs> 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 the second tour was uh, a little bit far, so um, well, we, we try to each year. I mean, we, we don't plan to uh, to eat kilometers uh, when we're on the road, we just uh, we just try to to fix more or less the way and, and all the things we we would like to see, and then we just go ahead. So it depends. I mean, if it's raining, so. We don't do the the same amount of kilometers um, um, as, as when the sun will shine and, and everything is funny, you know. So uh, it depends on the on the physical form, but as well on the on the meteorological conditions. Were there many things that you you changed between your first tour and your second tour? Finally, we didn't change so much things. We bought uh, a few things, additionally things. 
that we found uh, that it's maybe a good idea. For example, at uh, the second tour, we bought a, a tarp because we have a very small tent. Uh, the tent, okay, it's very lightweight and it's just for two people. But we made experience that sometimes it can rain as well. And uh, if you have a very small tent, so uh, your life is, uh, well, I mean, it just happens on, on two square meters. So uh, the aim was to have more, more space to make the kitchen outside to be covered even if it rains. Okay, I mean, the top don't covers yourself against wind or even snow, but it, it can protect you against the rain. So that's one of the things we changed. The second one uh, was that we bought a Katadin uh, water filter. Um, and this was with the idea in head to do uh, wild camping. If you start traveling in uh, in May and let's say you, you, you take three or four months, to go around not all the camping sites are opened you have difficulties to find uh, clean water and also difficulties to uh, to recharge your uh, cell phone for example or to recharge your, your batteries for the camera and so on so and this is the third thing we changed uh, the last year that's what we made with, with the help of uh, some friends of us they made us um, a kind of, of charger for batteries and we can plug in the, the handy, the cell phone as well to um, be electrified day and night. And it fits right on your bicycle. It's on the front of yeah, your it's, bicycle. Yeah, it's uh, in front of the bicycle and it, uh, it works with the dynamo. So if we, uh, if we move uh, the day so we don't need light, but instead uh, to, to use this light the day we, uh, we charge our batteries. So once you changed all these things, you went on to your second tour, uh, right? And yeah. and where did you go? Well, the second tour uh, led us from uh, Basel in Switzerland, all the Rhine up to Rotterdam. From Rotterdam, uh, well, we followed the coast, then uh, we visited Amsterdam as well. It's not so far away from the coast, and then. Uh, well, we turned back to the coast again. We made the, the, the German coast uh, up to Hamburg. And Hamburg, we went south again, Lüneburg, Bremen, finally on, on a straight, more or less straight line back to Basel. What, what were your favorite parts? Well, my favorite parts... Um, one of the favorite towns we, we like so much is, is Mainz. Well, I have to explain it. It's not so easy, I mean, to, to if, if you pass review, so why it's Mainz and why it's not uh, Hamburg, for example. Mainz, in its heart, I think it's, uh, it's still a, a tiny village. And they have a lot of, of great architecture there, and they, uh, they have a weekly market. I mean, we, we felt very fine and comfortable there. So that's I think, is, is one of my favorites. This year coming, you're going to Sweden for a few weeks. So tell us what you have planned. Uh, well, yeah, we hope so. I mean, wintertime, and now we have uh, December. So wintertime for is always the time we plan uh, the, the next year trip. So, well, Sweden, there we plan to uh, start with a train this time. So we put our bicycles in the train.
from Basel to um, to Denmark, and uh, then we go to the ferry and we go to Sweden. From the south of Sweden, I think because Sweden is a very long uh, distance trip, that we, we we plan to go up to the polar circle, and so. Uh, well, let's say it's about 2,600 kilometers more or less to, to do everything by bicycle. Um, our idea is to cut a little bit the southern part, uh, at least as we head north, and to take uh, uh, a rental car to go to Stockholm. And then from Stockholm we'll start north, we'll have a look, maybe do the North Cup, it depends on the... On the um, Meteo as well, because sometimes you can you you arrive at the North Cap, so uh, you have uh, seven degrees Celsius. So it's it's not really our um, our idea to to travel with the bikes with seven degrees and and rain. But if the conditions are okay, so we I think we could try at least. And then the planning uh, the planning isn't finished yet, so. Uh, there are two possible ways to go back to, to the south. One way is to uh, uh, go down more or less the same way we went up uh, in Sweden, and the other possibility is to uh, uh, to go back through Finland. So in the south of Finland, uh, then uh, there is a ferry which uh, will lead us to Stockholm, and from Stockholm we go a bicycle to the ferry, uh, which will take us back to uh, Copenhagen and from Copenhagen the train uh, back to Basel. And so far you've always stayed in Europe. Why why don't you go further afield? Our target was never to open the door, to jump in an airplane and to fly a thousand kilometers to, to look somewhere else. I mean um, f- for us I find it's necessary to 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 know first all these these, these countries around us and I found personally of course, that Europe is a, is a very rich country. We have uh, the Mediterranean side, we have the Atlantic, uh, we have uh, the North Sea. Uh, we, we have a lot of, of possibilities to go. We have uh, large mountains, we have great nature, uh, we, have, um, we have a lot of, uh, of important uh, towns, we have a lot of history as well. If you go to other countries, um, well, they, they have other interesting things as well, but if I don't know the things which which happens actually around around the inner circle, so why should I interest myself to to go uh, eight thousand kilometers far away? Is there any advice that you have for other cycling tours? An advice? Well, <laughs> I have a lot of advices, but <laughs> I think... <laughs> one top tip. One top tip. Well, buy good material and don't buy uh, cheap stuff. So uh, you will be grateful if, if you go for a two years uh, trip or even a, a two-month trip. So just on, ju- just buy good stuff. Don't buy these, these cheap uh, things because it's cheap. It's not the right way to uh, to be happy on a bicycle. That's great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Eve. As you can hear, it's still absolutely pouring with rain, but we think we see a little break in the clouds. So a little bit of sunshine up there. 
Yeah, cross your fingers for us, and maybe we'll get out of here in the next few minutes and carry on down the coast. Where are we going, Andrew? So we're basically heading, heading hopefully, down the coast towards Barcelona. Uh, once we get to Barcelona, we're just going to basically keep along the coast all the way to Valencia, uh, where we'll meet up with Mel and Connie uh, for Christmas. Those are two friends of ours, and we've got a hostel booked in Valencia for a few days. One of the things that we're a little bit disappointed about is we didn't end up having enough time to go inland and avoid what is apparently a very busy road along the coast and just heaps and heaps of holiday resorts between Barcelona and Valencia. So we're approaching it with a bit of trepidation, but... Yeah, well, it is low season, so I'm hoping that most of the traffic that would be on that road for these holiday resorts would are not going to be around. All the vac- vacationing Brits aren't down there. We'll see anyway. We've heard that it's not the most scenic of routes, and we've heard a lot of bad things about it, so maybe our expectations can only be exceeded on this chance. (laughs) We'll certainly let you know, and as you may have noticed on our website, one of the new things we're doing is trying to note all the roads we've been on and a few little thoughts on them, whether they were good or bad, whether they had shoulders, what the traffic was like. So we'll definitely be taking some notes for the next section of our trip over the next seven to ten days. Just to give some more info. Right, well, that's it for this show. Hopefully, we'll see you on the road. Happy trails.